text message, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, uh, That those who have khashya or this awe of God are the, the ulama. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us to ask the people of knowledge if we don't know. Uh, and also, Are they equal those who know and those who don't know? And so it's central in our faith, this idea of knowledge. And, and we were commanded by our Prophet wasallam to seek knowledge, to seek knowledge uh, in weak uh, narrations. It mentions from the cradle to the grave. Ibn Abd al-Barr mentions uh, a report that the Prophet said, seek knowledge even unto China, which... Uh, Irrespective of the Senate, the meaning is certainly true. The Prophet encouraged seeking knowledge. He mentioned that the, uh, the Indo-Europeans, if there was knowledge on Pleiades, that they would attempt to get that knowledge uh, through space travel even. So there's the, the idea of seeking knowledge is very important. And Ibn Majah and Imam Rabayhaqi and others relate hadith about seeking knowledge. And one of them, one of the most famous ones is Muslim, that seeking knowledge is an obligation on every Muslim and then in the idraj of the hadith which is a mudraj hadith is something that the rawi adds the person that's narrating it adds uh, for clarification and so the rawi added on the narrator added on to that just so that people would not interpret that to mean the males only that knowledge is incumbent on the male and the female. But one of the most important things uh, in our tradition also is this idea of honoring the people of knowledge, of honoring uh, scholars and scholarship and recognizing because as human beings what, the, what distinguishes us from all of the rest of creation is knowledge, that we are distinguished by knowledge. It's, it, it's what makes us different. Animals have all of the other uh, aspects of our uh, nature. So animals eat, they can eat more than we can. Animals procreate, they can procreate more than we can. Animals can lift things, they can build things. Beavers build dams, bees builds hi build hives, ants build ant hills that are actually called qariya in Arabic, the qariyatun nimal, the city of the ants. So, and they, and they're, they're quite intricate in that. So Animals do all of these different things, but what can't, what can't they do that we can do? They, they can't reason and they can't abstract. As far as we know, there is no other creature outside of the jinn on this planet that abstracts. And so because of that, the highest knowledges are the most abstract knowledge. And the most abstract of all knowledges is knowledge of God, of, of uh, metaphysics. So. Honoring scholars is really important on, in our tradition. So I wanted to just look uh, at this uh, aspect of our tradition. One of the things that uh, Ibn al-Mubarak said was, and he's one of the great um, scholars of the third generation. He was a student of Imam Malik and a teacher in his own right. Um, but he said, مَنَ اسْتَخَفَّ بِالْعُلَمَاءِ ذَهَبَتْ آخِرَتُهُ Whoever makes light of the scholars, loses his afterlife. And those who make light of the rulers will lose their, their worldly affairs, their dunya. 
And then he said, وَمَنَ اسْتَخَفَّ بِالْإِخْوَةِ ذَهَبَتْ مُرُوءَتُهُ And those who make light of their brothers, uh, they lose their dignity. So this is something that um, I think traditionally Muslims really understood this, that, uh, you, th- that there's a hierarchy in the world and that hierarchy is meant to be respected and without it the world cannot exist as, 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 it, as the divine intended it. And just to give you an example, we're born into hierarchy. We're born into families that, that our parents are over us. Even we're born into a birth uh, order that will really dictate certain aspects of our life. So we have older brothers and sisters and they have different rights uh, than we have being in that position, being in the elderly position. And in some cultures, like in the South Asian culture, they actually distinguish these things with titles that they give. So the big sister is, is actually the word. It's not just my sister, it's my big sister. And so when she's addressed, she's addressed as the big sister, out of show, a display of respect, but also a recognition of hierarchy in the world. There's a wonderful uh, moment in the, uh, the, the great novelist Dostoevsky's work, which is called the, um, the Demons. One translation is The Demons, another translation is The Possessed. And Dostoevsky wrote this novel to really highlight the fact that um, Russian society was breaking down with all these new materialistic, atheistic ideas and was eroding the traditional religious culture which, which he loved, um, the Slavophilic culture. But there's, there's a scene in, in the novel where they're, they're debating the existence of God. And there's an officer uh, who's in this debate, and Dostoevsky just makes this mention that he gets up in the middle of the ba- debate and shouts out, as if speaking to himself, Dostoevsky says, he shouts out, if there's no God, then how can I be a captain? which is an incredibly profound question because what he was saying, if, if there is no hierarchy of being, then how can, I, how can I be in a position that of authority above anyone else if there's no one above me, if there's no God? Then, then Because once you remove God, all authority dissipates. And this is, this is why atheism ultimately breeds communism, which says there's no hierarchy, and, and yet, because it's such a false doctrine, it invariably creates a hierarchy and then they have to kill each other and they have to kill everybody who disagrees with them. So this is something really important. So when you lose scholars, when you lose this understanding of that there are people who know and, and there's people that don't know. And ignorance is real and we're all ignorant. Every, I, there's many things, I mean, there's far more things we're ignorant about than that we have knowledge of about. But certainly... Those who know something, if, if, for instance, if I get into a discussion with a, a physicist about physics, I'm a fool. I, what I should do is simply, if I'm interested in physics, is learn from him. But this idea that I can have a real conversation with him, even though I've actually read a, a, a few books on physics and I'm interested in physics, but I am by no stretch a physicist. And so for me to debate a, a physicist about physics is, is absolutely absurd. And the same is true, for instance, I was a cardiac nurse, but I'm not going to debate a cardiac physician or a professor of cardiology 
about whether or not striated muscle is is real or just simply uh, a name that we're giving to something we don't really understand or you know is the all or nothing Frank Stark law of the heart is that really is that really accurate uh, I, uh, who am I to do that to discuss those things I would be a complete fool if I did that and yet we live in a, in, a, in an age where people seem to feel compelled to have an opinion about everything and I think the worst thing about it is for the Muslims who should know better because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly says La and do not go what you have follow what you have no knowledge about don't don't go there so if you don't know Allah says ask the people who know if you don't know Ask the people who know if you do not know. But the problem with that is that it demands humility. And this is the crux of the matter, is that a lot of people, especially semi-educated people, I heard a Christian once, he was asked, why are all the educated people atheists and, and the real simple people uh, believers like the Africans they're all believers I and mean, he literally said the Africans you know they're believers and yet the level of education in Africa is much lower than Europe whereas in Europe they're they're much higher levels of education but the majority of them don't believe anymore and this Christian man he said that's very easy because knowledge tends to puff people up and, and they become arrogant and they actually think they know much more than they actually do know. And whereas with, with simple people, there's a type of humility that, that allows their hearts to be open to truths that only the heart can comprehend. And I just thought that was a really good answer because my experience for a lot of people that are highly educated is that they do slip into a type of puffery and 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 it's really sad so just recognizing who you know, that, that scholarship if somebody spent their life studying for 40 50 60 70 years I mean we have scholars that literally have been studying for 70 years like Sheikh Abdullah bin Bayya and and then for for me to be like a, a 30 year old writing articles against him I just it, I mean, the gall of it just ama- it really re- amazes me. And, and, no, and people obviously, oh, well, so are you saying they're above criticism? Nobody's above criticism, but who, who is the critic? Who is the critic? The only one above criticism is the Prophet Sallallahu And but, but who is the critic? The, because the word in Arabic for critic is naqid which means the one who can determine what's gold and what's not. So it's the person that can actually determine whether something is pure or impure. So who can do that? Well, that has to be somebody who really knows something. But when when you're young, you think you know everything. And as you get older, you, you're, you know, they say that uh, fruit, a heavily laden uh, a tree with lots of fruit it, it, it the branches are low because there's so much weight from the fruit and this is the reality people are humble so 
One of the things that uh, Imam uh, Ahmad ibn al-Adra'i said, الْوَقِيعَةُ فِي أَهْلَ الْعِلْمِ وَلَا سِيَمَ أَكَابِرُهُمْ مِنْ كَبَائِرَ الذَّنُوبِ to, to attack the people of knowledge, especially the greats among them, is from the enormities, from the, the major sins.